Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. The intergalactic boombox. What do you call a can opener that's broken? Uh, a can't opener? How'd you know? Because I'm smart. Oh. What do you call a hippie's wife? Mississippi? Hey, how'd you know? Ancient Chinese secret. Oh. You know, not all math puns are funny. Yeah, that's true. Just some. Whoa. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, podcasting into the deep, dark, endless void of space. Kyle Bear here. You can hopefully hear me at some point during the final story arc of Bleach, which is streaming on Hulu. Don't call it a comeback. Props to Alicia Keys for dressing up as Beerus from Dragon Ball Super. Love seeing famous people embrace the animu. Yeah, it's a feline kind of time. Yep, time for the sat cats. Folks that boost those sats on a podcasting 2.0 app, sending support via Satoshis or microtransactions in-app as this show plays and sending custom messages like the following from Dave the Engineer who boosted 28,899 sats. Dude. He says, I spend four hours a day commuting to work so I have a lot of time and miles to listen to podcasts. This show is awesome and I look forward to it every week. Extra love to GNS for the dad S&Gs. I and my kids love them. We love you, Dave. Yeah, mate. In fact, we love you so much, we wrote a rap about it. Well, here, come on. Come on closer to the mic, guys. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah. Now, do you need any assistance from the Alcapella Symphony Orchestra? Oh, absolutely. Drop us a fat beat, Al. <laughs> Yo, we're gits and shiggles, and we're here to say. Dave is awesome, and so are his kids. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That doesn't rhyme, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I didn't pass hip-hoppetry. Uh, hey, I'm getting shiggy with it. Yeah, bust a move because everyone can totally see you. Wow, you've mastered sounding constipated, Shigs. I think he calls that dancing on his own planet. Oh, quick, kids. Uh, whip out your phone and record me for Tiki Talkie. All right, all right. Uh, anyway, Dave the Engineer, thank you. And because you sent at least 25,000 sats... You qualify for a limited edition, super duper cool, intergalactic boombox bumper sticker. If you live in the U.S. and you would like one, please email me, kyle at kyleabear.com. If you're a U.S. citizen, sorry, everywhere else on planet Earth. If you want to boost 25,000 sats or more, I'm not going to stop you. That's the only way to get your hands on this limited merch. Go to newpodcastapps.com, download a podcasting 2.0 app. I suggest Fountain. It's the easiest way to get into the whole structure of the podcasting 2.0 thing. Because when you listen to podcast, that app actually pays you, and then you can bank that money, and then you can send it back to podcast that you want to support. And hopefully, this is one of them. Meanwhile, another Dave, Dave Jones, from Podcasting 2.0, the podcast, with the podfather himself, Adam Curry. He boosted 12,112 sats. Wow, that sounds like I just totally shred my vocal cords. 12,112 sats. That's his rush boost, his weekly automated sustaining donation, in case he gets behind in listening. He sends that exact message in that exact amount every week. Thank you so much, Dave. I hope you catch up. Just take a weekend, don't work on podcasting 2.0 stuff, and just marathon the Intergalactic Boombox. Trust me, the project can totally wait. No, Dave, don't listen to him. No, that would be very bad, mate. Yeah, well, 
why do you call it a Rush boost? Well, 2112 is a classic Rush album. Rush, the classic rock band. So if he can intertwine the numbers 2112 in his boost amount, that is called a Rush boost. Some people send a row of ducks, which is 2222 sats. It's like gamifying sending micropayments. It's it's a lot of fun. Eselsi boosted 7,388 sats, says diverting future fortune your way. Boost! Pray for Curry. He's about to boot his tooth. Silver Lion sent 903 sats. He says, this one's for misinformation. She's quite informative. Ah, yes, Conspiracy's mom. I'm sure she's around here somewhere. But, mm. DW Duck boosted 475 sats and says, thank you, Conspiracy. In a dark but highly flammable world, you are always striving to be that one bright spark. Is he, though? Plug your pie hole, Herbert. I am a bright spark. I'm gonna light a fire and burn this whole spaceship down. Fill your jets, man. Walter W. boosted 475 sats. 500 sats per episode. This time for misinformation, bro. You leave my mom out of this. The question of the week. Marvel Snap, the mobile game. Brand new freemium adventure that's uh, highly addictive. Lots of fun. And the cool part is the more you play, the more cards you get. So it's not like you have to spend money to actually acquire cards. Each card you get has a value that stays the same, no matter how you dress it up cosmetically with visual upgrades. Well, let's see what the public thinks. Mitchell Nelson says, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. Almost level 200. What? And bouncing around rank 30 at the moment. Nice variety of decks that you can compete with. Zenokaji says, I was really skeptical about it when it was first announced, but after playing it, I absolutely love it. And thankfully, it's not bogged down by microtransactions. Someone whose name I can't pronounce because it's written out in Japanese says, uh, First time I've heard of Marvel Snap. What platform is this game from? Again, a mobile game that's on iOS and Android. Totally free. No question. Would you pay to be Twitter verified? Elon Musk is now the owner of Twitter and intends to make everyone who is blue checkmark verified pony up the monthly fee of $8, up from the current 5 for what is known as Twitter Blue, which lets you edit tweets for up to half an hour after posting under that moniker. And I like that. Now, there's no clarification if people are just automatically verified just because you pay for Twitter Blue, which would be stupid. If you were interested in being verified, is it worth it to you to maintain that status for eight bucks a month? Or does editable tweets, not edible, but editable, is that a word? The ability to edit tweets, does that sweeten the deal at all? Which you can already do for five bucks. Boost your reply on a podcasting 2.0 app. You'll be supporting the show at the same time or at BoomboxPod on Twitter, which is not verified. The House of Mouse continues its live-action remake plans with the Russo brothers. Yes, those guys that did Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. They're going to be producing the live-action Hercules to be directed by Guy Ritchie. This is the world we live in, folks. It will remain as a musical, but with a more TikTok feel. And I guess that makes sense, since Disney's Hercules dealt with the journey of the character being a celebrity, basically. So why not in the age of the social media influencer. Maybe for the kids? I don't know. I remember back in my days as a DJ for Radio Disney, a lot of the DJs flew to New York for the premiere of Disney's Hercules in 1997. We did press junkets with the cast. Bobcat Goldthwait, Tate Donovan, Michael Bolton, who uh, had a huge hit with uh, Go the Distance. But he had this really long ear hair. 
that I couldn't keep my eyes from noticing the whole interview. But my favorite geek out memory was meeting Gerald Scarf, really talented artist who did the character design. And for you classic rock nerds out there, you'll recognize his art style from Pink Floyd's The Wall. So is a TikTok approach to the music in a live action Hercules, is that going to work? I have a feeling if I do watch it, I'm just going to be holding my finger up in the air to try and scroll on the screen to the next clip. Henry Selleck is tired of Tim Burton getting all the credit for Nightmare Before Christmas. And I say it's about time he goes on record. Selleck is the actual director. Tim Burton produced it, but with all the marketing, he got all the accolades. Kind of a raw deal for uh, poor Henry Selleck. Now, he also directed, not Tim Burton, but Henry Selleck, directed James and the Giant Peach. Burton did co-direct Corpse Bride, so this little mini renaissance of stop-motion stuff. Now, I get that Burton was the bigger name thanks to Batman and Beetlejuice back in the day, but it's always bugged me that directors get outshined by the bigger celebrity status of the producer. I was recently watching the 4K disc of Poltergeist for Halloween, and I'm always reminded of poor Toby Hooper, who directed... But the mass public thought that Spielberg was pulling the strings as the producer and calling the shots. But truth be told, Spielberg was strictly a producer. And it's been pretty much proven that Toby Hooper, who also is known for directing the original Chainsaw Massacre, did actually direct Poltergeist. It doesn't help that both directors were using the similar dolly-in shots. But anyway, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is it a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? It can be both. So just watch it twice a year. Now, the piece of trivia I always found interesting was I saw Nightmare Before Christmas on opening day in the theater, and Patrick Stewart did the opening and closing narration. And it's him on the soundtrack CD. But for the home video version of the movie, the narration is by Santa, who was played by Edward Ivory, because the powers that be thought that the monologues ran too long. Maybe Henry Selleck and Patrick Stewart should just celebrate the Nightmare Before Dismas. Nice dad joke, Captain. Kudos. Uh, Yeah, you're right. Gets and shiggles. I should have let you guys say that one. Just own it. Have you ever heard of Pablo Kuntz? Ah, Ah, yes, it's Drew Grime from the Drew Grime True Crime Podcast. Is he that 40-year-old mouth breather who tried to reinvent NFTs by dropping the N and creating his own fungible tokens from arcade leftovers and moss? No. Doesn't ring a bell? Uh Uh-uh. You see, his tokens were more fungi than fungible. He attempted to market them as FTs, or FT for short. That's totally not real. I gave that slick willy 500 of my own dollars. He swore I'd be rich in no time. Now that is some true crime, Uh, apparently. Tune in to the next Unsolved Mysterious episode of the Drew Grime True Crime Podcast as I hunt down this scumbag. Anyway, Patrick Kuntz, as I was saying is the OG voice of one of video games' most iconic villains, Albert Wesker from Resident Evil. Thing is, for the longest time, he had no idea what he was even recording for. This was back in the 90s. He just happened to be living in Japan. It was just another freelance gig. Actors just weren't credited. So hunting down the various cast members has been difficult. So fans tracked him down somehow uh, via a random video showcasing Japanese swords that he was showing off and alerted him to his connection to this huge pop culture sensation. Kuntz has posted videos on YouTube of him watching his performance in context for the very first time, something he was literally unaware of for decades. Link in the show notes! From my top-secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada. Well, hi. Oh, Mom, I told you not to interrupt my newscast. Oh, Kenny, hush your beak. 
Don't call me mom in front of the listener. I'm misinformation. I is here. Oh, for God's sake, propaganda. Misinformation and I are overflowing with proud. Uh-huh. But please do not divulge our location, son. It's too late, Papa. The fruit of our loins couldn't pour water out of a boot if the directions were written on the bottom. We will afford to need to move out of Archie Bunker and seek asylum elsewhere. Oh, come on, sugar booger. Let's get to packing and let little Kenny do all the news you can't use. Okay! <sighs> Page one. A Mercedes-Benz reported stolen in 1992 was recently discovered buried in the yard of a mansion built by a convicted murderer who also dabbled in insurance fraud. The convertible was filled with bags of concrete five feet deep. The owner of the vehicle has not been found, and the current homeowners are not being investigated. Finders keepers? Say, Papa, would you mind taking a shovel and digging around the bunker? Maybe we can find a 1978 Trans Am. Nonsense, Kenneth. There's no way the smoking in the bandit can be doing eastbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Well, we are going to do what they say can't be done. What cannot be done? Ladoy, stopping the alien overlords from allying with the Illuminati. Ah, you speak truth, Kenneth. Uh-huh. That's why they kill you last. Ah, you're... Page two. What if you were a Dutch abstract artist who learned your 1941 masterpiece has been on display upside down for 75 years? Pete Mondrian isn't alive anymore to witness this buffoonery, but art historian and German museum curator Suzanne Meyer Booster noticed the grid patterns of bright colored tape that didn't match the original description. But now, the adhesive is so old on the tape, the whole thing would fall apart if they actually displayed it right side up. Hey, Herbert, uh, let me see, let's scribble this down here. Uh, take this little piece of paper down to the museum, will ya? Sell it to them. What? Why? Tell them it's a rare Pete Mondrian abstract piece, but uh, make sure they don't display it upside down, or else me and them are gonna tussle. Uh-huh. I gotta make a fast buck to finance a new top-secret underground bunker. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get right on that. Why don't you just go drill between your ears, see if there's anything there. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. Two. Moron. Page three. Han Solo has seen a lot of action through the years. He made the Kessel Run in less than 12 parsecs. He milked moofs, got shish kebab by his emo son, but now he's immortalized as a confectionery creation to make Gordon Ramsay say it looks so frozen he wants to start singing Let It Go. Pan Solo is the titular scruffy-looking nerf herder himself in the carbonite pose, and he is made entirely of dough. Took weeks of molding, baking, and assembling the sculpture on display in the One House Bakery in Benicia, California. So will these bakers pay tribute to other rebel heroes? Over my bread body. <sighs> really? Who wrote this crap? Dad joke for the win! Hooray! Oh, no you don't. I sprayed for aliens last week. Get out of here, you tentacled freaks. Where's my spray? Oh, my eye! Oh, also my eye! And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use. Conspiracy here for my dump in Parump. Did anyone do a brother a solid? I'm all out of dad joke repellent. Aw, look at the time. The Intergalactic Boombox isn't verified on Twitter because it would rather spend the eight bucks on Taco Bell. This podcast is certified fresh on rotten potatoes. Any resemblance to persons or animals living or dead is entirely intentionally accidental. Remember, kids, pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. Also, the dirt nap you'll take if you're ever violently thrown from a helicopter. Ah! Till next time, doodles. Doodles.